0: The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Thank you for your ears. My name is Richard Serrett. Tim, Happy New Year. My producer, Tim Spreen, who celebrated New Year's with his girlfriend, snowed in in a cabin drinking sake. Well done, Tim. Nice job. Great way to usher in 2014. If you're new to the program and wondering what the conspiracy show is all about, I think Arthur Conan Doyle summed what uh, this program is about, quietly when he said, "When you have eliminated the impossible, whatever remains, however improbable, must be the truth." There you go. Thank you, Arthur Conan Doyle. That's what the show is about. Last week uh, on the program, I was speaking with John Rappaport of No More Fake News, and we were talking about the takeover of the Washington Post by Amazon.com founder and CEO Jeff Bezos. And while it's not unusual to see one enormous media company swallow another one, the purchase of the Post by Bezos was disturbing because of a rather cozy relationship between Bezos, Amazon, and the CIA because Amazon has just signed a $600 million contract with the CIA to construct Amazon's version of the cloud, which will be used by the CIA. Now, as if to somehow reassure those of us who are uncomfortable with a r- relationship with the CIA, the new owners of the Post has uh, published an article, a sort of year in review of 2013, and the title is rather interesting. 2013, the year that proved your paranoid friends right. And you can find the article posted on the homepage at the new and improved Richard which is back online after a six week hiatus. Uh, but back to the post article 2013, the year that proved your paranoid friend right. Let me just crib from this fascinating article. Most people involved in the tech scene have at least one friend who has been warning everyone they know about protecting their digital trail for years and have watched that friend get accused of being a tinfoil hat wearing conspiracy theorist. But 2013 is the year that proved your paranoid friend right. It's now a matter of public record that the NSA collects and stores the calling records of domestic phone calls, tracks the location of millions of mobile devices worldwide, infiltrates the data links between the data centers of tech companies used by millions of Americans, piggybacks onto commercial tracking mechanisms collected potentially... Sensitive online uh, metadata for years and actively worked to undermine the privacy and security measures that underpin the Internet. And consider, uh, considering the purported size of the Snowden cache, cache, that could be the tip of the metaphorical iceberg. And while the NSA story undoubtedly gives the paranoid plenty of reasons to say I told you so, a slew of other reports from this year gave them even more reasons to retreat into the wilderness and start subsistence farming. For instance, the ACLU released a cache of documents showing that police around the country are collecting license plate scanner information that could be used to track physical locations of many Americans without consistent retention policies. And speaking of technology with obviously exploitable surveillance capabilities, someone might be watching you through your laptop's webcam without even activating the warning light. Reports say the FBI has had this capability for several years, and researchers at John Hopkins were able to demonstrate how to covertly spy via webcams in MacBooks. And to top it all off, there, there was suspicions, or there was suspicious aerial activity going on at Area 51. Although no admissions of alien activity have emerged, much to John Podesta's dismay, recently released documents reveal the CIA tested its first drones at the Nevada military Base. None of this means we should give up on our modern technology or that we now live in a surveillance state dystopia. But it might just mean that we live in a world where things that were once considered far-fetched science fiction fantasy are increasingly being revealed as reality. And that you owe your paranoid friend a beer. That was 2013. Indeed, a tumultuous, challenging year, and yes, a year when those of us who follow deep politics, political subterfuge, and yes, conspiracies, can all give ourselves a collective pat on the back, because a lot of our worst suspicions were confirmed. But what's in store for 2014? More of the same? Will we witness a continuation of the seemingly inexorable march towards totalitarianism and a further withering away of our civil rights? Where is the global economy headed? Are we in the midst of a mild recovery, as the mainstream media insists? Or will the massive underlying structural problems, some say exist within the global monetary and banking systems, finally melt down, leading us headlong into a worldwide depression? Undoubtedly, there will be challenges, but 2014 could also see the emergence of some incredible technological innovations in the fields of medicine, energy. They could be real paradigm busters. And what about earth changes? Could 2014 be the year that the supervolcano beneath Yosemite National Park finally blows? Are the major ice and snowstorms and power outages we've just endured a dress rehearsal for something much larger? If you're asking yourself any of these questions, you've come to the right place. Because joining me on the line, a good friend of the program, he's best known as a trans clairvoyant. He's a spiritual healer, a teacher, a published author who demonstrates many abilities studied by noetic sciences, including clairvoyance, telepathy, energy healing, remote viewing, prediction, and prophecy. Douglas James Cottrell is one of a select few able to demonstrate all of these abilities and even fewer who are considered a reliable information source. He teaches people the world over about spiritual development through the practice of meditation and the application of spiritual principles in daily life. His deep trance meditation style is often compared to that of Edgar Cayce, one of the most documented intuitive people of the 20th century. He's been variously called the mystic, a seer, the man with x-ray eyes, and the last of the sleeping prophets. And I'm also fortunate to call him friend. Douglas James Cottrell, welcome once again, my friend. Happy New Year.
1: Happy New Year to you, my friend. It's a pleasure to be back on the show.
0: As you look ahead uh, to this year, 2014, what has you most concerned?
1: Well, the demonstration of what's happening in the weather the last little while, uh, we're looking at, uh, you know, 2014 to be somewhat a, uh, a year of ups and downs where, you know, markets are going to be erratic. Uh, we're apprehensive about what's going to happen to the Dow. Uh, we're apprehensive about uh, uh, the political situation with the Chinese, the Japanese, and the Americans sort of duking it out in the Pacific, But most importantly, it's uh, the volcanic activity and what we're looking for is uh, to be prepared for those times when volcanic ash, you referred to Yosemite and the supervolcano underneath there. I've seen that exploding uh, and ash coming eastward. And I think that's going to happen somewhere in the next uh, 12 to 18 months. It's not a prediction. It's, uh, It's going to happen, but the time frame might be a little fudgy. I'm looking at uh, 2014 to be a year in which a lot of the things that you've just mentioned are going to happen. Erratic weather, more storms, uh, more extreme situations happening, more political assassinations. It's a time that's going to be topsy-turvy and more chaotic. And the things that we are comfortable with, things that we thought uh, we can live with, are now going to be uncertain. Uh, more revelations about uh, Big Brother spying on us is going to come out. We're going to be horrified to find out that we've been supplying naively information, you know, putting names of our children and grandchildren on those photos, uh, and they've been collected, and we are helping them with filling in those forms, telling whoever is in the cloud about ourselves in detail. And it's going to come back to haunt us, so to speak. We're going to see that the people uh, in an in authority are feeding on the poor, the so-called get uh, rich by uh, increasing fines, Big Brother squeezing us, if you will, at the ends of the law. I'm, I was just thinking the other day, uh, reading, I think on my phone that uh, my cell phone can track my location, it can track the velocity at which I'm traveling. And it can tell if I'm talking on the phone and driving at the same time, uh, things that are, I guess, well-known now, but it was a matter to say that more legislation is going to be put forward and more fines are going to be created so that nickel and diming us to death that the political machinery is going to collect more and more money. And for what ends I don't know. I listened to your, your friend about the Illuminati uh, earlier in the show And it's a matter that whoever these powerful people are, there is a uh, definite intention to separate us so that the poor get poorer and the rich get richer. And I think the middle class is really going to suffer in 2014. The biggest story, I think, this year is going to be the political topsy-turviness. I had predicted before that there were something like 240 governmental changes about to take place in 2012, 2014, uh, 2013. And as we can see the political climate in the world changing, uh, we can see it's becoming more and more selfish and less and less compassionate. Out of this mess, out of this chaos, there's going to be coming someone, some mind frame if you will, that's going to try to get us back to that compassionate side to help one another. I think there are going to be more inventions and more work towards finding out in a small world the diseases and the uh, bacteria and the viruses. I think we're going to make breakthroughs this year. It's going to be a year of extremes in 2014 overall and feeling optimistic about 2014. But we're going to see more melting of the ice caps. And I think this year is going to be a, a year where the earth is going to shake or a wobble is going to happen and it's going to scare the heck out of everybody. But it's just a precursor of what's going to happen, which will lead ultimately in the next couple of years or the next little while. I'm not definite about it yet, but I know it's going to happen where the oceans are going to rock out of their basins and we're going to see some flooding and uh, difficulty around the, the continents of the planet. I've seen Africa shrinking, which means the oceans are going to rise up and the continent will shrink because there's a A low-lying area around the entire continent. We're going to see more difficulty with the American dollar and the American economy shrinking and becoming, you know, like a third world country. Not to that extreme, but the point is that the Americans are now losing their power and the Chinese are going to continue flexing their muscles. I had predicted that just before Christmas and it happened almost within two weeks of the prediction. And we're looking at this situation of China taking over the banking, China taking over the military um, authority or right. They're not going to back down. It's not going to be a situation where we're going to see China stopping or negotiating or coming to some peaceful end. Korea is going to go more crazy. I believe there's been a coup attempt in Korea, and that's why all these horror stories are coming out of there, of North Korea. And I think we're going to see more difficulty in the Middle East with the, and this is kind of like on the back burner but more more difficulty with the Iran and Iraqi uh, brotherhood coming together. As much as it might sound, they won't. I think they'll, they're will they going to have alliances, and they'll be starting to get that petrodollar heated up. These are things that I've seen, and these are, are uh, projections uh, and deductions and conclusions I've come to from the visions I've had. And people out there that I've been talking to have themselves been coming up with their own visions or dreams or feelings or intuition i mean if you have a feeling and if you have an understanding or intuition or if you're psychic you can use this to protect yourself from the oncoming changes that are going to happen
0: all right we'll take a time out come back douglas james cottrell the man with x-ray eyes Canada's edgar casey will op- also open up the phone lines and if you have a question about what lies ahead not for you personally but just the world at large the phones are yours. Back with more of The Conspiracy Show. Stay with us. When you look at the sky, ever wonder if someone's looking back? This is The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Welcome back. And just a reminder that uh, the new improved RichardSerrett.com is now back online after a six week hiatus. So please log on. And uh navigate around the website. Give me your feedback. would love to know how you feel about that. Don't forget, once you're on RichardSarrett.com, subscribe to the newsletter. It doesn't have a name yet. It's just in the uh, the very early stages. But uh, once I get enough subscribers, I'm going to start a weekly uh, newsletter. would love to hear suggestions for a name. You can uh, send those to me uh, via email. You can contact me through the website, RichardSarrett.com. There's a contact page. And also, contact me at RichardSarrett on Twitter. All right. Uh, the man with X-ray eyes, Douglas mm-hmm. James Cottrell, is uh, my guest. And uh, we're getting some startling predictions for 2014. Now, when we began speaking with you earlier about uh, what you, you see coming down the pipe in 2014, uh, I want to just sort of pick up on some of those, those points because there was I, a I lot kind of... of I ran
1: all over the place on you there. Sorry That's about that.
0: That's all right. That's all right. Uh, I mean, is that what it's like? Is it is it when you go into a, a deep trance meditation state? Is it like opening up the floodgates? You just there's a barrage of images and almost too much to handle.
1: Well, it's it's not in a deep trance meditation state like Edgar Casey's trance or or deep clairvoyant, clairvoyant state. The mind is directed, and something startling came out of a reading not too long ago, where somebody was asking. What did we think about this? And the answer was uh because it always it speaks in the royal we if you will or the plural uh and that means that the person asking the question, the conductor of the of the session and myself and whoever were sent, there are a group of minds, if you will, that are are sort of communicating and that's why it use things use plural. But the answer to tell us what you think about something. The answer was we don't think we observe. And that was startling. Mm. I've done this for uh, 40 years now, since 1974 or 5 when I started, up until now in 2014. And never, ever has that statement been made before. But it's so appropriate because the intuitive mind, and this is what I'm going to talk about on January the 18th, It doesn't think, if you're making a deduction, if you're coming to a conclusion, or if you're reasoning something out, you're in the intellectual rational mind, you're not in your intuitive mind. And this is one of the secrets that I've been teaching people now for a while, to tell me what they see. So when I do a deep trance reading, I'm directed to things, and then I observe and report back. However, when you develop this ability to do deep trance meditation, you become wide awake psychic if you will open-eyed meditation open-eyed psychic ability intuitive ability and that's when telepathy and clairvoyance and visions this is when it's like a uh, a machine gun effect where you you can have visions dropping and jumping in your mind all the time and also in learning to do this there needs to be some protection technique so that it doesn't become an overwhelming barrage of information but it is like that, Richard. I, I don't like to hear stories anymore when I hear the news about some child missing. Right. There was a little boy, uh, and I think it was in Toronto, missing, and he was down by the river. I immediately saw him laying down uh, without his jacket on, and I just my heart breaks now. So I don't like to see or hear stories about children abusive or, or, or in difficulty, although if clients ask me where things are, where, where they can find their their loved ones i'm i'm able to do that but i try to stay away now it just hurts too much and so it's kind of like looking at all kinds of movies on one hand where you can look at movies you can see terrible things happening but you're still you know in an objective way emotionally distant from it it's when uh you get caught up in in the trauma or the compassion of the moment that's the hard part but again with training and with uh uh understanding of what's going on you can survive <laughs> The uh, the images and whatever, but you're right. It's a it's a good question. It's a, it's a barrage of information, and I've trained myself to respond more to people asking me a question rather than just opening my mind up and and letting you know, stuff jump in my head.
0: You mentioned that the, the, the soul mind. You've described it as, uh, to me, earlier, the soul mind that you're accessing or that is speaking during this DMT, this that, d- that's right. transmeditation, uses the term we don't see or we don't think we observe. So what does the soul mind, then, that you've connected with, uh, observe regarding the global economy? Specifically, let's say, in the first couple of quarters of this year, we are being... Toll talk about a barrage, a barrage of information from the mainstream media. this data that I think is cooked and faked, telling us that, that the global economy is on the mend uh, they, they, uh, they tell us that uh, you know GDP is going up, but uh, I, I, I firmly believe that 's a result of the eighty five billion or now seventy five billion dollars a month the u s uh, fed is pumping into the economy into the into the stock market it 's causing and inflation in, in assets like the stock market and bonds and so forth. Well, but I, but I'm on
1: the record for saying that uh, the, uh, the the market is like standing on a trap door and it's just going to open up and it's going to go down. There was that slash crash that happened soon after I made that prediction and sometimes the timing in the predictions is off, but the event is usually pretty clear. Uh the point is that could have been what it was referring to at that moment in time, but I don't think so. I think it's now coming up with really bad stuff is going to happen in the U.S. politically. I mean, we should uh, be prepared for political assassination possibilities. Uh, we're looking at uh, the economy in the, the U.S. is now strained so much so that uh, i have predicted on your show in the past and and other places that we're into we're going to be into a hyper state of inflation whether that kicks in you know in the next few months like weeks or months or it takes a little longer because this is going to be a fairly good year for business or for good things to happen for people that have stro- have been struggling uh... it's like the relief is now here and their businesses are going to go i'm talking about ordinary businesses not not the uh, mega businesses which are are manipulated and um, you know the price of gold has been held down it bounced off a crucial level just a couple of weeks ago and i think that it's probably going to now go up the price of gold or, or gold being strong because of all these inflationary issues but also because this is an artificial situation for the market. There's no reason for it to continue to go higher.
0: Do you see a correction in, 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 on what order? Are we talking 20%? Are we talking 50%? Are we seeing the destruction of wealth across the
1: board here? Well, I've, I've predicted, uh, and, I'm, and I'm on the air saying this, that there, there's going to be something like a 2,000-point drop. I don't feel 100% behind that, but I have said it. And so it's uh, it's going to be uh, when it happens. It'll be a sustained thing. It might take a few weeks to to come to that, but it'll be a sustained downturn. downturn. And so uh, I'm I'm looking at this year as being a, a, a crazy pivotal year, leading into 2015. So it's the next 24 months, if you will, of uh, of be on guard. Look at, look at the gold stocks. I think they're going to be strong this year where they've been beat up and they've been manipulated. Uh, and I think terrorists and other people have learned how to affect the markets by scaring the heck out of the markets or physically damaging them so they can make a lot of money real fast, you know, vis-a-vis uh, 9-11 when all, all those puts were put on the airline industries early in the morning before the attack on the towers took place. This is now subsiding uh, because the uh, retaliatory situation and all this... I hate to say it, but all the surveillance that is going on is now curtailing uh, that mischief, if I can call it that. But the, the point being is that the markets are now artificial, and I just can't believe, I can't see, I, I in, intuitively, I can't see them being sustained or supported.
0: Do you have a, a an idea? Have you have you had a vision in terms of the price of gold? Are we, you know, sixteen hundred, two thousand.
1: I predicted before twenty four hundred. And I think that we're going to see a bounce back to easily $1,800, easily. In
0: 2014?
1: In, in the next yeah, next 10 to 12 months, maybe, maybe a little bit longer. But, yeah, in 2014, we'll see a sustained uh, bullish move for gold.
0: What about the, uh, the, the European Union? Do you see that holding together through 2014, or will we see the beginning of the end, let's say, an exit from one of the uh, Club Med members, whether it's uh, uh, Greece or Italy or Portugal?
1: Well, uh, interestingly, before the uh, the mess in Spain happened, I had an eight-page article in the Antar magazine forecasting that there would be riots in the street, that there would be political chaos, and there would be problems with the banks. People dismissed that, but it's still out there, and it was still published. It was about to, in, uh, in in 2011, uh, maybe the end of, of 2010. I can't quite remember the date. might have been April of 2011. In any event... Um, what i've seen before is another crisis coming in the banks however i have I have friends in spain and they're telling me things are still in a crisis there is huge unemployment 25% of the people are out of out of work uh several people or clients i know are in great difficulty but there seems to be a holding together there seems to be a confidence building uh i think that's going to spill over with with all of the uh uh, European Council uh, or union rather, and I think it's going to hold, but still um, there's there's some I still feel a little intrepidation, not much, but some intrepidation that the banks are still in trouble, and Spain will be the key if if Spain can recover then it's going to pull up everybody else. But I, I don't feel really bad about it, but I don't feel really good about it as well. But I think there is someone out there that's pulling all quietly behind the scenes. They're like, and the image I have is they're stitching a blanket together. Uh, or, or a piece of rawhide, more exactly. They're stitching it together. That's the image I have in my mind right now. That they're they're trying to keep things together, and I think they're going to pull it off this year.
0: Geopolitically, you mentioned the Middle East. Uh, obviously, that's always a concern, uh, a, a tinderbox that seems ready to blow at any moment. Sometimes, but uh, then you mentioned also there is tension uh, in in uh, between China and uh, Japan. Uh, North Korea is always, <laughs> always a wild card. Uh, what, um, what specifically has you the most concerned geopolitically? If, if, the, if it was one area you had to choose where there's a likelihood of some sort of geopolitical turbulence or even a war, what would it be?
1: It would be Turkey. Turkey. Interesting. It would be look, keep an eye on Turkey uh, because what's going on in Turkey will affect the, the tinderbox. Uh, the uh, Chinese uh, uh, and the Japanese and American sort of duking it out, Japan is basically on its knees. There's no way Japan is going to uh, survive what's going on with this uh, nuclear power problem or disaster. Uh, and it's it, the problems in the Pacific Ocean uh, with the radiation, it, they're enormous. Uh, they're, being, they're being quietly subdued, I guess, the information. But Japan's on its knees right now economically, and that's why China's making a move. And America's putting up a, a vain, um, you know, sort of a vain front to try to hold them back. But the reality is that China's just going to move westward, and it's going to look for the oil. And China, when you see that they've changed from the U.S. dollar. Uh, The petrodollar is out the window, and now more and more gold is going to be the medium. You're going to see the Chinese go into the tinderbox area, and that's when I think disaster is going to strike.
0: Uh, Just uh, hold on for uh, a moment. We'll take a timeout, come back, and uh, just a a short segment on the other side. I want to get into a little more detail about what's happening in Turkey and how you see that playing out, uh, and also time permitting. Uh, What uh, has you feeling most positive about 2014 in terms of uh, visions that you've had, uh, whether it's uh, technological uh, innovations that that might be on, uh, on their way in terms of medicine or free energy? We'll get into all of that with Douglas James Cotterell here on The Conspiracy Show. Stay with us. The truth is not out there, it's right here. The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Welcome back. Douglas James Cottrell is with us. Uh, the man with X-ray eyes, Canada's Edgar Casey coming to Toronto January 18th. And uh, right now we're talking about some of his startling predictions for 2014. I just wanted to go back to Turkey, uh, Douglas. And, uh, you know, for people not necessarily following what's going on there, you've got the increasingly autocratic rule of their prime minister, Erdogan, uh, who's also in the midst of, you know, one of the... the uh, the, uh, the biggest corruption scandals in, in, in Turkish history. Uh, uh, people in his um, inner circle being accused of taking, you know, bribes of tens of millions of dollars uh, to ignore uh, billions of dollars uh, of uh, dodgy uh, dealings. Uh, so what do you think is going to come out of this uh, in, in Turkey? I mean, you've got the prime minister locking up uh, journalists and, and um, you know, amidst all of this corruption and and, and so forth. What what is your main concern about Turkey?
1: Well, my main concern is that uh, they're running amok and they're going to have a nuclear accident or there's going to be some sort of uh, atomic explosion. Something like that's going to happen. I haven't seen it clearly, but it's like Turkey is the key. When that happens, then we're going to see, uh, you know, dirty bomb uh, situations, possibilities. Uh, I think that uh, the... The politicians aren't saying too much about this, but they are, from my impressions and my intuition and and the information I have, they're very concerned about dirty bombs. These are little suitcase bombs that they can take and blow up. And I think there's either going to be an accident or a willful act uh, uh, to use one, and it's going to start in Turkey. This will spill over into a possibility of uh, the conflict between uh, Israel and the other Uh, countries that are sort of bothering them, if I can put it in a mild way. Uh, Israel is very, very concerned about uh, Iraq and Iran uh, coming together, uniting and if that happens, I saw it like two pieces two hearts coming together a long time ago and when that happens there'll be a rising up and a possible uh attack against Israel. But the that's a secondary way. The primary way is in Turkey. All this corruption is going on, you're seeing people I can see faces, they are demonic looking so I'm looking at in my mind right now They're, these don't these people don't care about their own people and I think there's going to be some retaliation or an accident that's going to happen in Turkey that's going to start this whole process and that's going to lead into uh, I've said this before underground uh, uh, chambers exploding or firestorms under the earth which may cause again more difficulties for the uh, uh, you know, oil-rich areas or, or countries, because these caverns that are half-empty, or because of the uh, the gaseous substance, there's going to be some sub uh, subterranean difficulties that nobody's really paying attention to. But this is the huge danger that if there is nuclear activity or atomic bomb or or dirty bombs, that this is going to uh, start a firestorm under the surface, which will be. Just disastrous, as you can imagine. So I'm look, I'm 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 seeing this as I'm talking to, you, and, and I'm telling you that the problem in Turkey is some sort of a explosion will happen, and that'll be uh, one of the keys to the uh, the possibility of the tinderbox igniting. And China is doing everything it possibly can to move the world into uh, a gold standard. I've predicted that years ago. I've said it on your shows many times. This is with the way out is to get to a gold standard where all the countries are basically held up, to be honest, with the amount of gold they have, will be uh, their currency will be backed up by gold. Sounds this like you're saying
0: that the United States uh, dollar will lose its status as a reserve currency this year.
1: That's, I, saw the, I saw the American dollar like a dollar that you would pull out of your pants that you've just put through the washing machine. That's how bad it's going to be beat up.
0: Okay, let me ask you very quickly here. Uh, We're just a few weeks away from the Sochi 2014 Olympics uh, in in Russia. Um, Do you see any any problems there, or is it going to go off smoothly, uh, or are there going to be terrorist uh, attacks?
1: I just see people fighting. (laughs) I see people... uh I see crowds of people fighting, so uh, I would take the, You know, I just jumped in my head. I'm I'm chuckling because it's like there's this there's this you know one gang against another. So I think there's going to be some some in the background mafiosa kind of stuff, but people fighting. But the playing field looks all lit up, and it seems to be okay. So off to the side or behind the scenes, there's going to be some wrangling or fighting. It's going to be vicious. And I wanted to add, you asked me, but the positive things I'm seeing this year, uh, there's going to be discoveries on uh, leukemia or blood disorders. Uh, there will be a lot of interest in blood and how to keep the blood ha- uh, better, uh, healthier. Uh, oxygen therapy for blood. Uh, there's uh, vitamin C in the blood stuff going on now. But there's going to be some major discoveries probably coming out of Spain or Europe, uh like someplace overseas, but it'll be something, maybe even Swiss. It'll be something about uh, blood disorders and remedies for blood. That's uh, that's going to happen this year for sure.
0: All right, Douglas. Well, listen, uh, appreciate your insights as always. And uh, again, January 18th in Toronto, uh, people can go to your what your website, DouglasJamesCottrell.com. Uh, uh, I've linked up to that on my website. If they go to the bottom, they'll find your banner ad there at richardserrett.com. Click, click on that. They'll get on all the information. And uh, as always, appreciate your uh, your insights.
1: Well, it's always a pleasure to be on your show. We've been doing this for lots of years. I checked your website out tonight. It looks drop-dead gorgeous. So uh, more power to you on that one, my friend. I appreciate it. Thank you. Take care. Thanks for having me on, my friend. My pleasure. Thank you, Douglas. Okay. Good night.
0: We are just moments away from another installment of our new feature, a regular feature, State Secrets, with media scientist Nelson Thal. Stay tuned for that. You're listening to The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Welcome back to The Conspiracy Show, and it is that time. A new installment on the program that uh, airs every two weeks with our resident media scientist, assassination researcher, nelson thal nelson welcome once again for state secrets my friend how are
2: you great being back here richard we were knocked off on december 22nd because of weather that's right major ice
0: storm and um yes so we dipped into the archives and played a uh uh, an earlier program so we're back again once uh once again
2: yeah checking in on state secrets and of course the purpose here is just to Review and make sure we put on the record events that go on that uh, the media, the mass media, and the ruling elite don 't want to cover. I guess we should mention also it 's after midnight. The owners of the system have gone to sleep, and we can come out now and play and uh, talk about these things that otherwise we cannot discuss all right and of course we 're standing on the shoulders of giants for those who are first time listeners. JFK's Secret Society speech, Marsha McLuhan telling us about how the arts and sciences are in the pockets of the secret societies, and, of course, Jim Garrison, Penn Jones, Mae Brussel, and Sherman Skolnick are all part of that group of people who we stand on their shoulders. And we never use our own private opinions here. We always um, are uh, objectively... Uh, mostly uh, reporting uh, observations made by people who are backstage in the global theater, behind the uh, behind the curtain, who um, retire. Often, a lot of our sources are uh, are military people who retire, and uh, they like talking to us because uh, these. Nefarious operations that they 've been involved in, as you know richard are are weighing on their consciences and they 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 need to talk about it with somebody who and we're the type of people who are a good listening uh, board because people who are behind the scenes, whistleblowers, retired who talk to us know that they're going to get a fair hearing and they're not going to be told that they're crazy, that we're familiar with the advanced physical principle weaponry out there, that many of the nations, of the major nations of the world within the inventory of their arsenals of weather modification and, uh, and, and all sorts of electronic devices for as we talked about uh, on one of our shows last year, we talked about the patents, yes. and we use the patents on uh, on new technologies that allows you to bypass the ear and put the voices into people's heads. So those are our sources, and we have some interesting sources to talk about. All right, tonight. let's
0: dive in. What do we have tonight? Nelson?
2: Well, we've got two items really. Mostly, we can talk about. Uh, first of all, I've put the uh, a number of the links uh, up at uh, my Twitter site, Nelson underscore uh, Nelson uh, S Thal. T-H-A-L-L. Okay. okay, so again that the, uh, give, give us it's that. It's at Twitter and it's Nelson, middle initial S as in the Sam Thal. T-H-A-L-L. Alright. So people can go there and check out our sources and check out these, the, uh, these stories. Um, the first story is the Mandela funeral, uh, which I wanted to go through because there was some interesting, um, uh, facts that had surfaced at the time that uh, we didn't—we were going to talk about it last show, but we got knocked off because of weather. And since then, there's been a lot more uh developing. And uh, item number two is we want to get into the John Benet Ramsey murder and the connection to the 9-11 attacks. Wow,
0: going that's going back a spell.
2: All right, so the, the Nelson Mandela uh, uh, funeral, the state funeral. Yeah, let's go through a couple of the interesting facts, and that is that you recall that it was a gathering of the world. The whole world gathered, and whenever the world gathers like that, we know that the leaders can do business and keep the business hidden from the public. Because when the world gets together and the leaders of the world get together, um, if they were get together for the purposes of doing some business. Like a G20 summit or something. Yeah, everybody now wants to know, well, what are they planning? What's being signed? Because, uh, you know, what what new plans are they hatching? At a funeral – no one's going to ask those questions. Everybody figures it's just business as usual. It's all casual, off-the-record kind of stuff. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Now, what was interesting is that at the funeral, um, there was a interpreter who were told just happened to have been chosen, happened to be a fake interpreter, and got under the radar of their security and is now not actually using real... Sign language. sign language. It was just the equivalent of gibberish. I mean, it, it made no sense to anybody. It, they claimed it made no sense. Exactly. Now, one thing we know is that is a lie. There's no way with the screening process, when the world leaders get together, that an interpreter comes in under the radar and starts and does anything that isn't pre-planned, pre-programmed, pre-choreographed. So right off the bat, why did they lie about the fake interpreter and and being able to get on stage with the most powerful people in the world? And he's a murderer. It turned out afterwards that he's, he's he, he was convicted and went to jail for murder. So – no screening done; they want us to believe that this man who's a murderer was never screened by the secret service by the Interpol, etc. so right off the bat we're we know uh, a lie they 're lying once again. Why did they lie about it now, interviews done by the BBC, and I contacted uh, one of the um, uh, interpreters that the BBC used to talk about this fake interpretation right and um, she claimed that there was a uh, even though it was gibberish there was repeated gibberish now of course richard we know that these events are used to trigger sleepers in the field that's how sleeper they, agents sleeper agents in the field are triggered by events like a so-called fake interpreter. When you take a look at, and I've been examining, and it's a very sophisticated, complex group of signs, but when you start to look at it, you'll realize that this is not just gibberish of a madman. And you look at the man, the interpreter himself, he was definitely under the influence of mind control. And not... Um, certainly choreographing his moves very
0: carefully. What would lead you to believe that this individual was under the control of mind control?
2: First of all, the interpreter, the, the analysts that, that I spoke to claimed that uh, the number of times he blinked per minute was he was looking like a deer in headlights, and he was not blinking or looking... Around uh, in the normal fashion, all right, so his visual f- uh, appearance of his face, his face, and the blinking rate w- was totally e- what you would see from a mind control person all right,
0: so they used they seized whoever they are, uh, seized upon this opportunity, a state funeral, uh, to insert this phony, this bogus interpreter a mind control interpreter who's being used to to send
2: signals to sleeper agents. Exactly. Now we know from the past 911 and other many many false flag events that in order to set them off they have to do it in such a way that there's no visible connection between the planners of the operation and those sleepers in the field. And one of the great ways to do it I mean um uh a number of 9-11 researchers claim that Bill Clinton going on the Letterman show with a pink tie, and you remember that we did a whole story on the pink tie that he was wearing, was one way in which they triggered a number of sleeper operations, especially the Waco, the Waco, Waco, yeah, it was, it was wacko. The Waco, the Waco-Texas uh, debacle. But uh, it, it, the experts and in the field that we talk to believe that this was a um, means of triggering an operation a false flag operation of course we have to keep an eye on what it actually is that they were doing but it's interesting bible scholars have reported that in psalm 83 uh, it's noted that the tense of they They have consulted together, if you look at Psalm 83, verse 5, for they have consulted together with one consent. They form a confederacy against you. Now, against you means, as Bible uh, scholars know, it means the house of Israel and the house of Judah combined. Uh, They form a confederacy against you, the tents of Edom and the Ishmaelites, Moab and the Hagarites. You can read the group, and it says Assyria also has joined with them, which is Germany.
0: Assyria Um, is modern day Germany. Right. So, how do you again make that connection for people
2: who may not? Bible scholars know that that's a, Assyria is the ancient, is ancient, is Germany of the past. Okay. Okay. Um, uh, There's a lot of prerequisites to state Secret news that we were just going to have to let people go and do their All right. their research on that. But uh, that's a, a, a prerequisite for. Un- but the thing is, I wanted to get to is this: that it's interesting that that um, who did not attend the, the Mandela of the Mandela funeral, Netanyahu did not attend. Uh, the Queen did not attend. She sent her representative. The Queen did not attend. Other monarchs did attend, and it's interesting. Um, Angela Merkel was in a car accident on the same day. Now, you know these events are all connected, and um, it's important to keep them in in mind and make a note of them because in years to c- down the road. If it does turn out that well, yes, Germany has signed an agreement, by the way, I think what, what I wanted to mention right away is Mandela actually was died in June eleventh and his body was kept on ice until
0: I've, I've heard these reports, but I mean where are they coming from and how I mean how uh credible are they?
2: Well, these are credible reports that that his body was. These are from insiders within the intelligence community. As a matter of fact, one is directly from a, a, a source that we've had on the air years ago, and that is uh, uh, Michael Shrimpton, who was a lawyer for MI6 and MI5. So he's contending that that Nelson Mandela died in back in June. Back in June, and so the question is, did they keep his body on ice for the purpose of getting many of these nations? on board for an attack on the Middle East, a war uh, in the Middle East, and use then the funeral as the cover for getting all the leaders together and actually signing the accord uh, to go ahead with this operation. So we've got to watch for, will there be an escalation shortly in the Middle East? And was the interpreter the fake interpreter sending codes that we can see within the codes the uh, evidence of launching of warfare and it's according to one of the interpreters from the bbc uh they found that absolutely they found evidence within the codes that there was war being discussed and triggering of war
0: fascinating yeah. well listen uh, i wish we had time for the uh, the john bonnet ramsey 9-11 maybe we can leave that till uh, next time Nelson, always a pleasure. Thank you. State Secrets airs on The Conspiracy Show every second week. Pleasure. Thanks, Rich. We'll see you in two weeks. All right. My thanks to uh, Tim Spreen for technical production. Uh, Back next week, part two of our look at the Harbingers with Jonathan Kahn. He'll be with us, as well as our paranormal investigator, Rosemary Ellen Guiley, with another fascinating paranormal case from the field. In the meantime, don't be afraid. There's nothing concealed that won't be revealed, nothing hidden that won't be made known, which you hear in the dark, speak in the light. What I say in a whisper, proclaim from the housetops, Move over, Aphrodite. I'm coming home. Good night.